guys, we're back here with the sixth episode of Jewish Agnostics. Here we have Rabbi Zalman um, at Albert Einstein Medical School University. He is the club advisor of the Chabad Club. Um, can you tell us a little bit about yourself? Uh, sure. I'm a nice guy. <laughs> I think. So far. Yeah, no, I was uh, very lucky to be raised uh, in a Chabad school, uh, very close to Crown Heights, where Obavich Rebbe just spent so much time with teaching and, and, and also giving guidance as far as being involved in the community. So very early on, got a chance to really be involved in the community and have meaningful conversations with people and be able to hear all kinds of questions and stuff. And it really led uh, directly to being able to be here for the students and, you know, all kinds of stuff that people are going through. I mean, medical students get face-to-face -face with people that have tough questions. They themselves have very tough questions. And uh, so I... I and thank God I've you know, been able to help out a little bit, but I think I've grown much more than I've helped anyone else here in my time here. Uh, I have to say thank God. Um, when I was really young, part of my, uh, my upbringing was really appreciate that life is here to be for others, including family. And uh, I have to say, even though you're not going to necessarily see them here in the background, but uh, it would be remiss if I did not include a, see some little pictures there, a little on, on top there. Um, that, I think the highlight of my life is the fact that, thank God, I am lucky to be the dad of a bunch of adorable and incredible uh, girls and boys. So. Yeah, that, that sounds super interesting. I think, in fact, you're the first rabbi to, you know, really be intertwined with the college and much more, you know, a medical college where, you know, you have these huge concepts and pillars such as medicine and religion, which I think really leads us to the first question that we'd like to ask. So, uh, as a rabbi representing the School of Medicine and Secular Studies, uh, how do you view science's relationship and or class, clash, sorry, <laughs> with religion? So, that's an amazing question, but if, if we can just take a step back for a second, I feel like it'd be nice, I want to just give a couple introductions so that when we're talking, kind of, it would be more of a, uh, like, we'll be on the same page, so to speak, because we are coming from some different angles. So, first of all, I want to say a blessing. Um, I have some coffee right now. So, Baruch Atah Adonai Elohim Elohim Shachon Liyavari Elohim. And then also, just by way of introduction, so I did send a little charity box, and Stephen, if you have it there, um, I'm not going to make any suggestions. But if you decide you want to begin your classes from now on with, this way, um, I, I was lucky, like I said, to spend time with Lubavitcher Rebbe, and every week the Rebbe would spend, you know, hours meeting thousands of people, and with every interaction, the Rebbe would give a dollar to give to charity. And I think the Rebbe may have mentioned this, I don't remember the source, but my understanding was that, you know, whatever people are involved in anything, so let's say we're interacting philosophically, theologically, you know, inspirational, whatever we're doing, because God created a physical world, we should always make sure, pay attention to the fact that our discussion doesn't stay in speech or thought or whatever, but we actually have a tangible change and we help somebody. Somebody makes a, and a dollar is a tangible amount, actually any coin. So if you have a, so I'm going to ask both of you guys so, uh, if you have a dollar bill, and actually anybody in the audience, the, the pushka that I sent you, the charity box I sent you, doesn't have any name on it. Pick any charity, although I am going to make a plug for anybody that's on a campus. Uh, if you have a Chabad house there and you want to put that aside, and then when you get 10 bucks or whatever it is, you Venmo the rabbi and you take back the cash and start all over again. Um, but write whatever it is. If you have a needy person in the neighborhood, uh, you know, just put that there. And then we'll start off by giving a dollar to help. And so this is going to be for the students at Iba Albert Einstein Medical College of Medicine. 
Maybe one less hungry student. Um, number one. Now, I did send a second dollar bill. Now, if you guys have a second, we're going to put that one aside. And this is the challenge, okay? So here, you're going to be asking a bunch of questions. I'm going to do my best to answer them. Here's the challenge, okay? I'm not going to try to prove anything, and I don't expect to change anybody. But we just gave $1 to charity. Imagine you clean your room, and you put everything in the right places. You know, you've probably never done that before, right? Except for the, that's a fake background, correct? <laughs> but imagine, and, and everything looks great, right? And you feel so good about yourself. Now compare that to a person visiting their grandma in the hospital. You know, tough, emotional, and you walk in, and it's a mess. There's like a big old garbage and like used food wrappers and stuff on the, on the, on the table right in front of her and everything. And you go, you, you feel like, oh my goodness, grandma's so stressed. Okay, so you clean up the table and you, you, you find like a you know, you put a little picture of her grandchildren, obviously yourself, right? And you put, you put that on the leg so she can see it. Plug in her cell phone charger, right? And everything looks clean. She feels better. Everything's organized. She sees her family. You did the exact same thing you did before, but it's, it's very different because this time... You, you made her feel at home. You made her feel healthy, comfortable, right? So my goal is like this. At the end of this session, let's give the other dollar, okay? If I do this right, when we give that dollar, we're not going to feel that, oh, I did something good or I, I made the world organized. You're going to feel like there's a creator that created the world and is stressed by the chaos in the world. Created chaos with the, the potential for us to make, to clean it up. And when we give that dollar... If we feel that we're doing something that's meaningful and that the creator make, makes the creator happy, comfortable, healthy, more at home, then we were succeeded. Okay, so we'll put that dollar aside. And now, your question was, um, I'm a rabbi at a medical school and you know, a clinical, you know, really high level of science um, and people that really are living it and they're studying it. And then at the same time, I'm here as a religious rabbi and I'm, you know, the entire background of that is the fact that the Torah's messages, that there's a creator and that there's God's, you know, all the, all the right and wrong of the Torah. So do I see a clash? So I will be honest with you. I feel that the possibility of a clash is coming from a misunderstanding of what the conversation is about. Um, imagine two people walk into a workshop, right? You're working the workshop, walking into the workshop. You know that your grandpa, your dad, your brother ordered a very specific, you know, thing to be made. The master craftsman's walking in and you're here to say, I have, I was, I'm going to describe what needs to be made now. He's like, I don't know you. You didn't make the order. I don't know what you're talking about. And you're like, no, 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 I know he couldn't, my brother couldn't make it, but I, I have the message. I know what's supposed to be. He's like, ah, listen, and you're like, well, it's supposed to be a desk with a clock and a, and he's like, I'm looking at the material here and it's not a desk. It's not a clock. It's not nothing. He's the expert. He starts looking and measuring every little, analyzing every little thing. And now he's, his expertise is true. He really is very good at his job, but he doesn't know what you know. You have the exact picture of what's supposed to be, but you don't know the material. You're both describing the exact same thing from a different angle. And what's going to happen is, is that the more, the better that you get at articulating what it is you're supposed to describe, and the better that he, the more closer he gets to seeing the full picture, you'll start getting better, closer and closer. And the same thing also, Science, when it's humbly approaching the world, saying, what is it here for? What makes people happy or sad? What, you know, why is the world, you know, how, how does the world come about? What's going on? And the better that those that are here with a message. Now, remember, the world is created. There's a purpose. That purpose is articulated in, through the Torah, through God's plan. 
And God had a method to be able to help humans to be able to understand what we're here for. We know what the world is supposed to look like. And we start articulating that when scientists and, and people with the message come together and we communicate better. And, I, and so, I've, again, I was raised at the footsteps at the, of, of the Lubavitcher Rebbe, studying in Chabad, incredibly analytical to every little nuance of what the Torah is teaching and the different messages and the, you know, the underlying inspiration behind all these laws and everything. And now I'm here like studying people that are analyzing the you know, research both in, in, in basic sciences and in, and in, in biology and in psychology, all the, psychiatry, all, and, and, and you know, surgeries, whatever, all that stuff. I get to be able to see how the two are completely intertwined and they're not two conversations. It's one conversation from two different angles. So it's like different variations of like that, that one ultimate objective truth that we're all trying to go for. Yeah, and, you, and you, you, everyone is, you know, we're, we're, the truth will be found everywhere. Wherever you go, anybody that looks and is all humble and honest and analytical will see the truth. But sometimes, you know, when truth is hidden, um, it, it takes a bit of a step back to be able to see it more clearly. Could you provide like, um, like a concrete example of where they're intertwined? Um, just to like, for us to like ramify off of. Kind of like attach different branches to that concept you're describing. Um, I mean, you, I, I have to say, in medicine, it just comes up constantly, but in, in tiny little things. I feel, you know, probably the best example of where you see the, you know, the science and religion kind of just on a bullet train that's directly parallel is, I mean, I, I use this sometimes when I when I when I discuss this this concept. Like, imagine. A scientist is trying to explain to everybody, you know, where COVID came from, and he has this little lab, and he doesn't really speak the language, and you know, and he, he's not very articulate, and but he's saying that it came from an ostrich egg, <laughs> and and everyone's like, wait, you know, and he agrees it came, you know, this, and, and it was not a regular ostrich, it was a blue ostrich egg, and everyone's like, no, it's impossible. There's no, you know, they, 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 we know where it came from, and we know what kind of live animals are sold there, and we know that the and there's no ostriches there, and there's and ostriches don't make blue eggs, and and then. You know, science goes and they and, and, and they start you know going and doing more forensic uh, research and, and finally you know they get the patient zero after you know going through all the, 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 the DNA of every little possible everyone that was you know had, had any disease and, and they find a picture of these people and the, I, I use the example of a blue ostrich to find the most ridiculous possible thing and, and it was like and imagine they like oh my goodness here are these billionaires celebrating a birthday party with a, an imported ostrich and it has a blue ostrich egg and that, that's patient zero like. If you would look at that, I mean, this person was not coming to this determination by forensic uh, data or by, by by traveling or by finding pictures. He was looking at his lab. He's looking at his, you know, at the DNA that he was pulling apart, and he's looking at a computer. And if the two of them match, you're like, oh my goodness. So giving uh, the example I'm giving is not as fantastic as a blue ostrich egg. It's 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 much crazier. For thousands of years. Judaism said not that God created the world 5,783 years ago. Yes, that was the first moment of existence. We, that, that is a basic belief in Judaism. But, that, but that's not what Judaism says. Judaism says that God, the speaking into existence, is a constant to the point that when you spell out the articulation of what that means, that the world is created every second. We actually use that in our prayers every day. 
So Jews around the world, every day we say, God, you recreate the world every second, which when it's translated every moment, it's, it's, the world is recreated. And we, we say God's name, we, we say this. Now imagine 200 years ago, you're looking at a house, you're looking at a rock, and you say, you know what, God created it now, and now God created it again. It's, it's just, it, it is something that is so fantastic. And so out of logic, it's almost like hard to, 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 to say that in, 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 in sane in company. Mm-hmm. But today, science will tell you that if you took the energy out of the world currently, there will be nothing to sweep up. Every single iota, everything, every rock is now only there because there is a energy that's spinning, giving it its mass. If you punch a rock and you hurt your hand, it's because not yesterday there was a rock there, but because right now it's being created. So that concept, like as you study science and as you study the, the Torah, which that, by the way, that prayer that everyone says every day, and we say that in our prayers constantly, and we say God's name, we say that it's a blessing. It takes a lot of study to understand that what that means is that God is actually articulating creation every second. When we read Genesis, where it says God spoke the world into existence, it takes a lot of anal- analysis to realize that that's not something that happened in history, but it's a constant. That That's another verse which says that God's words are constantly in the heavens, meaning they're constantly creating. That takes a lot of study. So the studying of Judaism is takes a lot of analysis. Studying science takes a lot of analysis. When you put them together, you're looking at the same thing. I see. Um, so like with that like blue ostrich example, like. I don't like I, I don't really like understand like are you how is that how does that relate to um like how, how does that show like the, the of that the ostrich example was um, what I'm saying is like someone was yeah. saying something that made no sense everyone's like mm-hmm. that makes no sense don't stop stop speaking like that you're speaking gibberish and then you found that to be true you would say that this guy's science is actually amazing if if you imagine if you found that what he said that everyone was laughing at is true because yeah, he's so the same thing too, Judaism for thousands of years was saying the world is being created every second, and now Einstein said the world is being created every second. They came from different angles, but they discovered something, and, and the thing is that what they discovered was, I mean, to, to, to believe that the world is recreated, you need to be, you need to have a lot of, of, of ideological faith. So like essentially like um well like even though science might be approaching from this direction and religion from this direction at the end right. of the day they're angled to the same um vertex. They're, they're, they're simply said science is studying the world religion is describing the world they're describing the same thing they're not and and, and when you study them properly you will see the same thing they'll both be the same thing you asked me for an example so i it you know it, it, it was somewhat of a of a uh uh, you know, a colorful example, I guess. Yeah, a blue yes. one. Yes. Yeah. Um, 